what is up you guys i'm back solo um if you are new here i encourage you to go back and catch up on uh, the last few episodes and if you are back from the last few episodes i hope you enjoyed that last special guest um really curious if you guys are wanting a part two um we had some people kind of talking to us about like wanting some more elaborate stories um about like the behaviors and mannerisms of like um goodwill in those specific dynamics with us and wanting some more just like stories and really just some more tea so um if you are one of those people please dm the responsibly unhinged account because we are considering getting together to do another one um but other than that i'm like i said back here in a solo app, I uh, left off with the last one kind of talking about wanting to get in this journey of my villain era. Right. <laughs> so I want to get into that, but kind of just updating you on some current things in my life. Um, I mentioned in the last solo episode also that I was actually getting ready to be back in like the dating world and all of that fun stuff. Um, and I have been on two dates now, so that's cool. Um, it's going good. Um, but I, you know, have just other than that been doing what everybody else is doing, trying to get through the holiday season and this shit ass weather. Um, in Austin, it finally just got nice again, but we had a couple weeks where I just felt like it was going to rain <clears throat> forever. And when you're already somebody who's like kind of susceptible to, I don't know, having a fragile mental health for lack of better phrasing. Um, weather changes are like really in, like instrumental to how you're feeling and that seasonal depression just be hitting when it's raining and raining and cold. And like I said, been a lot going on the last like few months in my life personally. And then with that weather, it was just starting to get kind of hard for me to feel like I could be productive and feel like focused and have a lot of energy. And then I start like overusing caffeine and doing all of that kind of stuff and stress is high. And then using too much caffeine makes your stress higher. And it's just like this vicious cycle. Right. And so I've been trying to like, think of how I can help myself, like get back into it. Cause I've picked up a couple extra like creative and work projects on top of my normal business. And I need to get my shit together. You know what I mean? So I actually um, came across this company, uh, my friends at Magic Mind, and they sent me some stuff to try. That's been pretty cool because it kind of like goes with that exact problem I've been having. It's kind of their goal. Um, I actually um, looked into some stuff about them and their like owner, I guess, if you want to call him, he's like the creator of the product. Um, he actually was diagnosed with a heart condition um, after he had been like running a company of, I think like 50 employees or so. Um and basically they had told him the culprit of his heart condition, as we see really frequently with people, is that he um, basically had too much stress and too much caffeine in his life. We can all relate, right? I felt pretty targeted by that <laughs> problem. Um, and, you know, those are related. So basically with that condition, they told him to like limit his caffeine intake and basically you just needed to get it down to like half a cup of coffee a day. Um, and then he also said that having like green tea could help because of the compound in it that can help extend absorption of caffeine over time and actually decrease your stress while keeping you alert. So, um, rather than having like remove like caffeine entirely, he kind of wanted to create something that just could be like an addition to your caffeine to help you just bring that down. Because like, if you're like me, every time people tell you to like cut your caffeine and stuff, it's like kind of a joke because coffee is like part of my personality and I really like coffee shops and things like that. And I know they like have all these other things you can get in decaf, but like if we're being honest, it just like does not hit the same. <laughs> it's never tastes the same. So having something that I could just like maybe drink less caffeine and this would still help me was kind of exciting. So 
I'm looking forward to trying it because really for me, what I've been struggling with over this time is being, like I said, really distracted. And I've been looking for ways to feel a little bit more focused. Um, but they actually make this little, it's like a new, uh, new, like a, what do you, what's the word? Nootropic. It's like a nootropic blend. It's got like matcha in it and things like that. Um, but basically it includes, uh, lion's mane and cordyceps mushrooms that are supposed to help boost your clarity and focus. So that way you can like do more in less time. So, um, I'm going to be trying it for the first time this week. And basically what I want to do is take it over 14 days um, because I'm just kind of in this little space between Thanksgiving and Christmas where I think a lot of us get stuck on this like it's uh, it's like does this time is it even real honestly it's like between now and New Year's it's kind of this weird like simulation and portal that nothing's actually moving forward like we're all kind of like get a little bit lazy get a little sluggish like the weather is weird we're just like moving from one holiday to the next and if I could have any kind of little like pep in my step I'm gonna take it so we have like what three, three and a half weeks to Christmas. Is that right? Sure. We'll go with that. So if I can take like these next two weeks and like really work on bettering myself and getting into a routine and have this little like magic drink to help me with that, I felt like that would be cool uh, because it's also supposed to be um, helping, like I said, with stress because it has things like ashwagandha. And like I said, it helps with like your focus and attention. And it's supposed to be a little bit better um, than coffee for that. So we're going to try it out. We're just going to check it out and see how it works. Um, if you guys are interested, I'll put some details about it in uh, the show notes for this. Um, or if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, it'll be in like the description. But if you guys want to um, try it with me and go on this little 14-day journey, uh, we can kind of do that together. So I'll keep you guys posted on here. Uh, by the time I record again, I'll be like a week into it. And I'll be honest with you. I'll tell you if I feel like it's actually helping me or so basically, I just wanted to kind of keep you guys up to date still, even though we are kind of, well, basically, I want to keep you up to date with a few things in my current life, because all these stories from the podcast are kind of taking place in the past right now, right? And um, my life be moving along. So I'm trying not to get too confusing and like bounce back and forth. But um, I figured I'll give you some tidbits and updates about what I'm doing and trying through this holiday season and kind of navigating. I always have been kind of throwing out little clues about things I have going on, especially when I've had like guests on and stuff. But getting back to the meat and potatoes of things takes me back to, I think we left off last, like I said, single episode uh, I did was at the end of October that I went on that horrific hinge date, right? And afterwards, we were approaching Halloween. And I mentioned that I love going all in on Halloween. I love like making it my whole personality for the night. And so that's kind of where this whole uh, little tale begins from last year. So we're setting the stage, Halloween 2021, and I'm going out with my friends for Halloween, and I am Catherine Pierce from The Vampire Diaries, as I mentioned in the last episode, or Katarina Pierce for big fans. Um, and I basically what that means is I just kind of looked like a slutty vampire. Um, and she uh i have a friend actually that crushes halloween makeup and she did some really sick like if you're a vampire diaries fans like the way that the vampires look in the face like with their like strung out dead eyes and stuff she crushed it so uh long story short i was on a mission this night like we went out we went out in midtown if you're familiar in nashville you know most good things don't happen there <laughs> anyways but we went uh out and we started out at kung fu saloon and we kind of like bounced back and forth from a couple of different bars um but basically it was like a crew of girlies and i was just like kind of on one like i said i was talking to like i think i was like hitting on the guy that was like bussing our table at kung fu um when we like tried to go into uh 
um, a different bar later in the night. We like paid the bouncer two different times to like skip lines. And I like gave one of the bouncers my number via my Venmo transaction. Like I was just kind of like a little bit relentless this day because like I said, I was like really trying to just like push through this heartbreak a month into um, getting out of my relationship. But I had had that terrible day and I was just like, you know what? This is one of those days that, as uh, Jasmine loves to say it, we were looking for dick. So that's what we were up to. And I uh, end up being at Kung Fu, and I see this guy um, who's, like, got to be at least, like, 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, He's pretty tall, um, very attractive dude across the bar. And I, like, pen him and him and his two friends – him and one of his friends um, – at the time, I don't realize this, but they're like dressed up in matching costumes and I only see him at the time. And I go up and I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to strike a conversation with this guy. So I come up and like ask him, um, you know, like if he lives here, it's like a very classic easy line when you're out in these parts of Nashville to be like, play the game of like tourist or local. So I was like, do you live in Nashville? Like I'm Kylie, what's up? Um, and he was like, I do. And I was like, are you sure like you weren't raised here though? Right. And he tells me, no, he's actually from Canada. And I was like, oh, cool. Um, I'm from Ohio. So not quite as North. Um, and he says to me, oh, that's crazy. Uh, my buddy is from Ohio as well. Um, and at this moment, the buddy that he's matching in costumes with appears and we, um, start talking, you know, I do the whole, like, oh, where at in Ohio are you from? And, you know, I'm trying to, like I said, keep these things as anonymous as possible. So I'm not going to try to give the details without giving the details, but, um, basically we uncover that we're from like the same general hometown region, which like, wouldn't be so crazy except for like, we're in Nashville, but also like we are, like my, my hometown area is very small. Like it's not a popular area, right? Like I'm not from like Columbus, Ohio. Like I'm from a very small place that usually no one's heard of. And especially someone who like doesn't live there currently. So I was just like the odds of like meeting someone out in Nashville, that's from the same like area as me. was kind of crazy. Um, and as we started talking more, we actually had like mutuals. Like we, um, had some people that I like went to college with actually that I lived with that he knew and like different things like that. And it was just kind of weird, right? Like I meet this Canadian in Nashville and his friend is from the same place as me, but obviously to start out that story, um, Canada, who I will just call him that, um, was like, you know, the guy I was initially hitting on. Um, but I like had just gotten wrapped up in this conversation with this other guy. Um, about like Ohio and all these things. Right. So we kind of start talking and that's kind of like the thing that we're talking about. And then we're like, you know, really just making jokes and going back and forth about stuff from hometowns. Right. And, um, I found out he doesn't like live in Nashville, but he lived like an hour away. Um, and he has like friends live in Nashville, right. Canada does. So we like, uh, end up talking at the bar for a while. My friends want to go somewhere else. And so we do. Um, but him and I exchanged numbers before I left. And then we were kind of like texting through the night about like, you know, it was nice to meet you and da, 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 and, uh, making plans to like come back to that area. Like we went somewhere else and it was kind of lame. Um, and we really wanted to dance. So we come back to go to good old dogwood Nashville and, we, this is whenever we skipped the lines, paid the bartenders. So like I said, I was already on one with like some other situations as well <laughs> about like that. Um, but that's where, uh, these guys had told me that they went. So that was really my objective. We're not even going to lie about it. We went back. Cause I told my friends, Hey, I want to go back to where these guys were. So we go back, uh, bless their souls. My friends putting up with me on my endeavors always. And so we go back to this place, find them. And I end up like dancing and hanging out with them, me and this guy, not Canada, end up like making out all night all over the dance floor. And let me tell you, if you have never 
been making out drunk with someone with vampire teeth in that is an experience that i can't really put into words um it takes a special skill it's also kind of hot so i'm just gonna like throw that out there if you haven't tried it i recommend you dress as a vampire next halloween and just give it a go um so we like are just you know we're, we're being sloppy it's halloween it's nashville everybody's drunk i'm making out literally all over this bar um and we get to the end of the night and one of my friends that was with me, like, uh, I'll keep her anonymous as well, but she hadn't really like been with anyone in a while and stuff, or like, you know, been in the dating game and anything either. And we all kind of collectively agreed that Canada was pretty attractive. Um, and I had obviously like bailed out on that just cause I was in this other ordeal. Right. And so, um, at the end of the night, that friend was supposed to be staying the night with me and me with one thing on my mind, I was like, um, yeah, I don't know what to do with her. So I, I rather drunk Kylie, rather Catherine Pierce says to Canada in front of her. I walk her over and said, would you like to have sex with my friend tonight? To which he says, sure. She's mortified, obviously, but also doesn't object. <laughs> Clear. And I'm like, yeah, she hasn't like had sex in a while. So it's probably going to like feel great. And she is just like, Kylie, I swear to God. Um, he laughs. They're all good sports about it. And I send them on their merry way, you know? So I'm like, great. Now I'm like, hey, you can come to my house because obviously the place you're staying, my friend's going there. So me, mastermind, Taylor Swift will be proud. And I uh bring this man home with me. And, you know, uh he was starting out being like very gentlemanly. Um, he had told me in the bar, like that he was like, I'm not gonna sleep with you until like you like let me take you on a date. And this would set the tone for this man's politeness throughout the whole thing. I want to tell you once again, if you're waiting for this to be another juicy story of a guy who's wronged me, this ain't it. <laughs> this guy, um, while not perfect, and I have some things to roast, I am going to really try to be as kind as possible because he's a nice man. I'm just, he's a nice guy. Um, so he tells me that and he does go home with me. And I was just kind of like, oh, he was full of shit and spinning game, right? Because we've seen my other experiences. Um, but he comes home with me and we like mess around, do, you know, all the other things. Um, I'm clearly still not doing anything of service because like I said, I still got that wisdom teeth mouth. So, uh, basically he's doing all the work. I'm having a great time. We do not sleep together, but we stay together, etc. So, uh, the next morning I do a nice little switcheroo with my friend. It was made for a hilarious story. I obviously drove this guy to Canada's house to drop him off, um, and retrieve my friend who I had brought there like shunned to go there so we do a little switcheroo swap of our uh friends we all do that nice one night stand my poor friend was in like just the most like she don't she always goes hard for like horror halloween like not horror like i was like horror and so she uh had like just like the fake blood like the outfit all that and so first of all we both had great experiences about me being able to be like I was making out and had sex with vampire teeth. And she was like, I was making out and having sex with blood all over my face. And I was like, we really crushed this, honestly. So we do a little swap, do a nice little walk of shame in our Halloween costumes and go back home, debrief, get ready. I was going out for Halloween again the next night. She was not. Uh, so I went out with my friends a second night and uh, I had talked to this guy earlier in the day about like, that I was going to be like Corella DeVille that night and stuff. And he was like, oh, well, send me pictures when you finish your costume and all that stuff. And so we like didn't really text much, but I actually sent him something funny about um, one of the friends that we knew mutually. I got a hold of them and was like, oh, I met so-and-so last night. And I like sent him what she had said about it. Um, kind of, I started that conversation and then um, he was like, oh, how's your costume coming along? So I sent him the picture and I was like, yeah, it's not quite as 
endearing as my outfit is from last night because i did like i did like full ass corella like i had like the white face the wig like all of it um and he was like i would have still taken you home looking like that and i was like okay cool like you know whatever so um i kind of think like you know maybe we won't talk and whatever else and um something kind of crazy also had happened to this guy like the night that we were out on halloween which we like jokingly always blamed that it was my fault but it wasn't um there was like some guy trying to punch another guy or like thought that he was somebody else and like literally punched the guy that I was talking to in the face like randomly like we were literally just standing around in this scenario at this bar on the dance floor and some man just like fucking right hooks him to his face it was ridiculous and then was like it just kind of dissolved because he was like oh sorry like he was like (laughs) it was crazy but this poor guy basically like had talked about his fucked up jaw for honestly the next like forever um which would also be an indicator of something this guy does um doesn't handle pain well so he was like you know like i decided though to use that as like an opener basically is the reason i backtracked to share that um because after the next night or like i waited like two days or something and i texted him and was like oh how's your jaw doing um and we kind of like started talking then and so that kind of led to us like texting back and forth um i had like a lot of travel lined up for the next two weeks i actually mentioned this in jordan's episode that i like went to wilmington um got roofied as i shared (laughs) another episode um i had went to austin to hannah's retreat hannah that i had on here so I had like all this stuff booked up already. And so him and I were like texting every day. Um, and he was like, you're a really hard person to make plans with. Right. And so, um, we basically started planning out, like seeing each other at some time. Um, and we just like texted consistently. Like, I mean, he waited like three weeks to be able to take me on a date. Um, and like off the bat, he had said something about like, I remember this was like two weeks in and I was like getting ready to get on this plane. And, um, we were texting about, um, New Year's Eve and stuff like that, just like making conversation. And he mentioned that he was like going to Phoenix for New Year's and stuff. And um, he was like, yeah, if you don't have, you know, if we don't hate each other by then, you maybe you can come do that. And I was just like, wow, that's kind of crazy. We've only been talking for two weeks, but I don't, I didn't really take it as like a serious invite. Um, it was some nice foreshadowing though. Um, but we kind of like talked about things like that and we were like setting up and planning a date. So um, we end up planning this date where, Uh, about three weeks into talking we are gonna go to he like when we were planning to have a date he like had forgotten that he had something going on like some kind of like tailgate or something for like with like work friends or some kind some kind of thing he like couldn't cancel on um but he kind of was like i don't want to cancel on you do would you like to just go to that like i know it's not very like first date ideal but you know if you would still like to hang out or whatever and i was kind of like yeah i'm down for whatever i don't care so we make these plans. This man ends up picking me up at like six in the morning for our first date because he like had to be in Nashville the night before. And he like drove in, was with his friends and then like picked me up the next morning at 6am, drove me an hour away where he lived. And then he like, we went to this like all day football tailgate thing and we had a good time. Um, again though, it was like our first date and it was basically just like day drinking the entire day. We got really drunk. Um, and basically just like repeated the whole thing that happened the night we met. We just like made out in bars all day and like at this football game and like ended up going back to his house at like 8 PM and we like hooked up and stuff there. Um, and I was like, I was interested. I was like, we had a good time. We had fun. Um, we had been talking for like three weeks, like I said, and I was, I was having a lot of like weird reactions to his behavior and not in a bad way, like not in a bad way to him. Um, he was just like someone who like, he did what he said he was going to do. Right. He like made plans. He like planned to bring me on a date and like 
even though we went to like this tailgate thing, it was still like a man like making plans in advance. Like he was super kind to me. He gave me like a lot of words of affirmation, complimented me. So very different from like the experiences I had just come out of. And I was like a little freaked out because of like my own shit. Like I was like, this feels too good. And like, I felt like I was like trauma responding and I was just having a lot of mixed feelings the whole time. And so we went on this date, like the next morning, um, you know, he like drove me back to Nashville. And then we went on like an actual like kind of date. Like we went to like a Mexican restaurant for like a late lunch. And like, um, you know, we did that whole thing. And, you know, we were just like, this was fun. And we planned to keep hanging out, which we did. So um, we ended up like talking, you know, another through Thanksgiving. Um, and during that time, we kind of started being like, hey, things have been like pretty good. Like we've been talking for almost a month. We've hung out only I guess at this point we hung out twice. We did the date. And then like three days later, actually, I drove up to see him also and stayed and like hung out with him for a night. So that was fun. And, um, you know, that was like kind of our first like we're like do hanging out like sober situation. And it was still good. Like we got dinner um, and hung out and just like chilled at his house. Um, and I'm going to now give this man the pseudonym Whiskey so that he has a name. Um, and it's not because he, uh, like is in the whole, um, there's like a Jana Kramer song called whiskey and she's like, should have just called him whiskey. And it's about like a really toxic man. This is just cause the guy really drank a lot of whiskey. Um, but, so we're just going to go with that. Um, like I said, he's nice. Okay. So, and we like hung out again. It was cool. Um, and I'm still just having all this conflict. Like, do I like him? Do I not? But like, I really, really wanted to like him because like on paper, this guy was like, great. Um, there were just some things like missing um i didn't really feel like it was what i wanted sexually um and he also just like was a pretty plain guy like in general like not not we're not talking about sex like and he said that to me he's like i'm a simple man and he was like fine being a simple man and like i'm sure that's great for so many people but like y'all i have this podcast i am like just not simple (laughs) like it's just not me um right before we made this podcast producer Caleb was like roasting me about my like how much I don't like men that aren't full of chaos so like it's just a thing right and this guy was like the definition of like being stable he's a Taurus like that's hella stable energy if you're into astrology (laughs) like it was just you know um a good he was a good person um he had his uh traits but you know it's like for example um this is one of Karagos's favorite stories about this is like we were driving to somewhere and he was like yeah i have this playlist of like awesome music like that i love and i'm like you know if when someone shows you a playlist you can like really get to know somebody and like learn what they like and stuff and i was like oh cool let's listen to it on our drive and um you know i'm not someone that's going to make fun of people for being basic because hello i'm a taylor swift fan like and you know I, st- I can go down a whole rabbit hole about why that's not basic, but everyone seems to think it is. And, but like this man, when I tell you, he started playing the playlist and I was like, honey, this is just the radio. Like it was, it was, it was just a top forties list. And he was like, he was like, like, he was so proud of it. And I was like, this is just literally, if I turn on like the, the top 40 radio station locally, this is what's going to be playing. And so I was like, not judging that hard, but then it was like things like that. Like I remember he sent me his Spotify wrapped and uh, he had my ex's best friend, uh, by machine gun Kelly in as his top song. And I was like, Oh my God, I love MGK. Like that whole album is so good. And he was like, Oh, that's the only song I know from it. And it was like that on like the whole list. Like he, like, it was just like, I was like, again, there's nothing wrong with this, but to me, it was just like this. It's such, it was such surface level stuff. Like that. I was just like, okay. Like I just kept waiting. Cause I was like, some people are not like me as they should be where they don't like just 
lay out all their shit right away, right? Like you you take time. Like it's like, what's the Shrek thing? It's like the onions and the layers, right? You got to like peel it back. And so I was like, maybe he's just like that. And so I would kind of like ask questions and stuff. And really, I think his life was just like pretty stable, um, which is great. But like, he just didn't really want to have deep talks and stuff. I felt like I kind of was always carrying a conversation or like, pushing to have more. He was somebody who just like likes to sit around and like have comfortable silence. And like, that can be nice sometime. But again, I don't have a podcast because I'm quiet. Like I just, I would rather not shut up. And so you would think that maybe having a counterpart that's more quiet would be good for me. But I, I like someone that like keeps me engaged. If you're actually always quiet and I'm not getting an opportunity to interrupt you, I don't like it. Like I want, you know, like I, I want you to like stimulate me back. Like I actually would, I love when someone actually has enough to say and can match my energy that I do shut up because I want to hear what you're saying. Um, I like to be challenged in that way. And I just wasn't that, but he was nice. And I like, this is the epitome of like, you just should not force yourself to like someone just because they're like doing the bare minimum. And that's what I was really trying to do. And not that he didn't go like above and beyond in some ways as well, but it was like more of a scenario of just like, I really wanted to like him more than I actually liked him. Um, so I remember us talking on Thanksgiving and he, we were talking about the trip for new year's um, when he was going to go into Phoenix and he was kind of like, we we're bringing it back up and we we're talking about how expensive flights were in general. And that if we didn't book it soon, uh, it was going to continue to get worse uh, because we were like six weeks out at that point. So we kind of just did a full send on like the invite to going to new year this new year's trip and i was like is this crazy like we've been hanging out for like a month like we've only actually hung out twice but you know he seemed cool with it his friends seemed cool with it and i was just like honestly in full transparency i met goodwill on new year's eve and this was about to be my first one without him and i really wanted to be anywhere but nashville and i wanted to be anything but alone um that's like kind of the sad truth of it and i was just like you know i this gives me someone that's going to like be giving me attention and it's going to like put me in a place where I'm going to be having fun. And like I said, I didn't like have disdain for this guy or anything. He was great. And like, I honestly, in hindsight, I'll share more about this later, but I think we would have made like great friends. Um, but I was kind of just like, all right, full send because I do not want to be alone on new year's after all that. So I like booked the trip. I booked a flight. Um, and I was like, I guess I'm doing that. So now I'm also committed to another for sure month of this like situation. Right. And so, you know, we continue to talk and hang out. And at this point, like every weekend, um, he's pretty much coming to see me, um, in Nashville and we're like hanging out. We go on more dates and he does, he like plans things. He like makes reservations. Um, we like talk through the week. We always are texting though. We didn't really, for being like pseudo long distance, we didn't really like do phone calls and stuff, but I mean, he texted me consistently. Like every day I knew I was going to like pretty much get a text from him in the morning or at night and like through the day. And, you know, it's just, it was kind of basic conversation. Um, kind of the same thing. It's like, I felt like we kind of had the same conversations over and over again. He kind of like responded the same way to things and I would try to like provoke conversation and like when we hung out in person it was a little bit better um but I also kind of started doing a toxic thing where I was like 
throwing all my shit at him really early on purpose. And he called me out on it at one point. Like, I mean, I remember we were laying in bed once and he was like, I feel like you're trying really hard to make me think you're crazy and it's not working. Like, he's like, I know that he's like, I don't know a lot about what's going on with you, but like, he's like, I know you've just got out of like a really weird situation. And like, somebody may have made you think that you're like this, like broken and like damaged person. And he was like, but you're not. And he's like, I don't, I I think you keep waiting on something that you say to like, make me leave and he was like but I don't really have any intention of doing that which is super sweet right like that's that like it really meant a lot to me to hear that and you know I know after like another weekend we hung out like he had called me and just like let me know how great of a time he had and you know I was like so baffled because I was like he literally left my house 20 minutes ago why is he calling me and he was like you know I just wanted to like let you know I really enjoyed spending time with you and you know he was I was like kind of made a joke about referencing the conversation we had had and I was like yeah I appreciate you putting up with all my like crazy and me throwing all that at you and he was like well I get the impression that you're trying to like test me and push me away or see if like that's gonna make me go and he was like you know I'm I see you doing it and I'm calling you on it and I respected that it was like a backbone move right it was like calling me on my bullshit yeah he was he was a kind guy and we kind of hung out like I said throughout most of December weekends um back and forth um there was actually, again, he had, he had his moments. Like in what I started realizing though, is like when we were just like in the quiet moments is when I felt the most uncomfortable. Like when we would just do things that were like casual or like when we were just like not going out and drinking, it was like, he just didn't really have much to say. Um, which again is fine. Just not for me. Um, we just like watched a lot of movies. Um, it was a very like chill thing and like again we don't have to be like raging but like I I would love to have like done more stuff or like have more riveting conversation and um it just kind of wasn't happening uh but then there would be times that were like really fun and I'd be like oh I, I like it like we had we went to this uh Christmas like bar crawl thing um and again it was like a, we like went out with my friends they all loved him they thought he was great and he was he was really fun he was really funny like he was like dancing on a stripper pole like we got really drunk I like almost got a concussion that day because I got so drunk I like fell on over like a guardrail and smacked my head they were all concerned um but we like like honestly the guy the wildest thing out of all the people this guy and I we had sex in a restaurant bathroom that day like it was a bar and restaurant but like we literally did that I'm not gonna say the place because sorry Nashville but it was on (laughs) Demumbrian and like so like I mean I was like, all right, all right, guy. Like he's, you know, he's got some excitement in there, but it's like, it kind of turned into, it's like he needed to be drinking to really like bring that out of him. And that's a little triggering for me as well, um, as we know from Goodwill. So I was kind of like seeing these things, but we were like still spending time together. And I was like, it's still, you know, a fun guy. Like there's still potential. And I just kept thinking like over and over again that like, me being apprehensive or me asking all these questions had a lot to do with the fact that I was just uncomfortable with someone treating me well and that I like had hesitation to dating and that I like didn't really know how to date in a normal setting. Like someone even just taking me on these dates and like buying me dinner and stuff was like, it was really hard for me to like receive because I wasn't really used to that. So I kind of kept pushing it aside. Um, and this, this sweet man, uh, my car was broken for all of December. And obviously, like I said, he lived near where I grew up, like his, his family did. And so he, uh, actually helped me and drove me all the way to Ohio for Christmas. Um, we like didn't do Christmas and stuff together, obviously, because that would be way too soon, but like my family be crazy. So, they made this poor man come in and introduce himself when he was like dropping me off or 
and stuff. And so he met my parents. He met like my real mom and stuff too. Cause everybody was there. And like, I felt really awkward about it. Honestly, like I had told him I did not want to make him do it. And like, I could actually tell that he like, he was going to do it of course. Cause he was like, honestly, he was thinking very futuristically, which is also just speaks to the kind of person he is. But he was like, I also think this is too soon, which is great. Cause he was like, does have some level headedness, but he was like, he's like, if he's like, if we keep on doing this down the road, I'm going to be that guy that like, wouldn't come meet your parents if I don't do this. And I was like, yeah, you're right. So <laughs> we like, you know, we were thinking about that and like, you know, he had already just done this super nice thing. Like we like drove and like did a halfway stopping point just to like stop and stay in a hotel, like along the route and like do this like nice, like, um, I don't know, just like night out in a different city on the way up there. Like he, he planned all that to spend extra time with me and, you know, it was great. And like, we had fun that night, but again, like we went out drinking and stuff and the next day and like the other parts of the drive, it was like, I just remember I was like texting my friend, like, I just feel so uncomfortable in the car the whole time. Like I, it was just like, I never felt that like comfort that you feel when you're in a comfortable silence with someone, if that makes sense. And it's not because he was like doing anything wrong. It's just like the chemistry wasn't there for me. Um, but like I said, he was super sweet. We like, didn't see each other over the, the time that we were in Ohio. Um, he just like picked me up and dropped me off, but he drove me all the way back. And at that point, then we only had like two or three days before we were leaving together to go on this like four day trip for new year's. Right. And I was still like trying pretty hard. I mean, I know I had some heart to hearts with my mom over Christmas and she was like, Kylie, the only thing when we ask you about this guy that what you like about him is that he's nice. And that's kind of a red flag. Like not that there's anything wrong with like someone being nice, but if that's like the only thing someone has to say whenever you are like asking why they like someone, that's, that's difficult. That makes things tough. Right. So I was kind of like still in ignorance about all of that and trying to um like remember that I need to like I don't know be more in touch with my actual feelings but to me I just kept convincing myself that I was like maybe it's just because he's not you know he's not toxic and I'm not used to that right and you know I also was like me and my like actual uh, real mom talk about a lot of shit and so I was kind of telling her too about how I've had like you know I was like I'm just like not super like you know, into it, like physically all the time and like stuff like that. And like, I was just like, you know, and it's not that I was unattracted to the guy. I found him attractive. Like it has nothing to do with that. So <laughs> I was kind of like, if you're watching this on YouTube, we now not only have cat guests in this house, but dog guests. So this is just a wild time. Um, I'm going to be cutting up the audio so you guys don't hear all of this, but uh, I don't know what we're going to do with YouTube. We'll just find out. But uh, hopefully nothing gets knocked over. Um, so yeah, it was like one of those things that I was just kind of in this constant dilemma of like, do I like him? Do I not? What's going on? What's a trauma response? And, you know, I've done a lot of like research on this and stuff too. And like a lot of people say that that first relationship after you've been with like a narcissist or anything like that is like really hard. Um, and I give this guy a lot of credit for weathering that storm because um, he he did try. But, you know, it was one of those things we just more and more things were kind of like bothering me as we went along where he just like was kind of like talking a lot about this issue that he was having with his health. And like I said, I'm trying to keep things super private. Um, but like he wasn't really getting to the bottom of it and he was like doing testing and stuff for it. But like, I had an, I can't diagnose, but like I had an inkling that he might just be anxious. Like some crazy stuff happened like that I think made him a little bit anxious. Um, you know, a few weeks prior to him starting to have these issues. And he also just like, you know, is a little bit of a high strung person. And I feel like he really wanted to like, 
not have that personality trait, but it was true. Like, and when you travel with someone, you like really learn about them. And just like the way he even like behaves himself at an airport, I was like, you just like structure and you like things to be put together. And there's nothing wrong with that. I honestly saw so much of how I have been in the past in this guy too. And that was kind of a weird experience, but I was just like, I'm just not that anymore. And So, you know, I could just tell that he like has a little bit of an anxious personality or like a meticulous personality. And I felt like that was adding into this issue he was having because like everything else was like coming up fine on like tests and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, a little bit worried about him for sure. Um, But I also was getting a little bit frustrated because it felt like, you know, he just wasn't really opening his mind to all the potential things it could be. Um, So we go on this trip and I have a great time. Like I want to you know, just say I had a really great time. Um, and his friends were amazing. Um, turns out most of them were actually friends of, well, they were, so most of them were friends of one of the guys that was on the trip with us, but they were friends through Canada. Um, and so that was interesting. So I was like, that's the guy that I hit on initially. Right. (laughs) But like all these people, it was like one of those situations where I almost realized how much I wasn't into, whiskey because I was vibing and connecting so much with everyone else there. Like I like really had a a lot in common with like some of the other girls that went there, but even some of the other guys and like conversations with them felt simple. And like, I had so much fun in the group settings and all the things that we were doing. And it like, I was like, I want to be able to like vibe and connect like that with him. And like, we also accidentally ended up like this being, it wasn't originally planned to be this way, but I guess some people like bailed and stuff and it ended up being, um, like kind of a couple's trip, which like put another like level of intensity on it. Like we're with a lot of like people who have been in relationships for at least a decent amount of time. And we're like in this new thing. Right. So there was just like a lot of like odds, and end pieces to it um but on that trip like he just kind of started bothering me like I was just like not really vibing with it and I know he could tell too and I started feeling bad about it because I was definitely being a little bit more distant and like having more fun if we were doing stuff with everyone and um you know he was getting a little bit frustrated I think because I was like being really distant and like pulling away in a lot of ways but you know it was just me coming to a realization of like, this isn't it. Um, and I felt really bad because like we had done this trip together and like, he brought me there and like, you know, he, he took care of a lot of it and it was super nice. And I'm super grateful for it because I did have a good time. But by the end of the trip, I was just like, this isn't for me. Like the poor man at one point was like throwing up in the bathroom, um, from being drunk and like saying that like his like situation was like bothering him, like that he wasn't feeling good. And I was just like, so tired of like, handling it that night like because again I'm just like I'm so triggered by people that just like have alcohol issues and I don't even know if I want to say he has an alcohol issue but like alcohol stuff in general even as someone who like drinks and parties and does dumb shit like it just like it's triggering for me (laughs) and so he's like throwing up in there and he calls out to me for help and I just like dead ass pretended to be asleep like I like I was not nice like he I just remember hearing like from the bathroom he's like Kylie and I was just like "Uh uh-uh we're not doing that. And I just like, I just pretended to be asleep. And I I woke up the next morning and thank God I did, because you know what? I walk into this bathroom and there's just vomit filled in the sink, in the sink. And I'm like, you were so close to a toilet. And it's like, it was like chunky paste vomit, like filling a sink. And I'm like, yeah, I'm having no part of this. And this is also, by the way, that morning is like, we all need to be out of this place. And he's like, ungodly hungover from the whole situation and like also like he was telling me like his like health concern stuff was all the problem the night before and stuff and like 
that was like what caused it. And then he wakes up in the morning and is like trying to have sex with me, even though I like knew that he just threw up all night. I had just went in the bathroom and smelled and saw that. And I'm like, I know that one, there's no way you brushed your fucking teeth because the sink is full of vomit. And that vomit I now am associating with the mouth you were trying to put on my mouth. <laughs> and like, I'm like not doing that. And I'm like, uh, well, if you're having like, you know, concerns about this, because he had also given me a whole thing like a few weeks before about how like, you know, sex was a concern because too, like basically he was having like just like some different issues with like chest pains and stuff like that, like, you know, to keep it as whatever. Um, but like, you know, then that, you know, that morning suddenly he like wants to have sex. And I'm like, dude, like if you're concerned about that, maybe that's not a good idea. And I'm also just like, annoyed like the whole night i'm like you were getting sick all night because you got too drunk and like you had said that you were worried about like this issue you're having and it was just it was a big like oxymoron and i was just kind of like over it and i saw the vomit i'm like sorry i'm not feeling turned on after i saw chunky paste into this fucking sink all day so like it's just like that's not it for me so i I'm like, okay, I'm going to go help everybody clean up. And he's just like laying in there, not wanting to do it. And then like, he like walks out and just like starts taking shots to deal with it instead. And I was just like, uh, I can't do this. So I actually, uh, Jazzy Jasmine, our, uh, guest, my roommate, she happened to be crossing through Phoenix like that day. And we had enough time, like we had to be out of the Airbnb, but we weren't like leaving Phoenix yet. Um, and her and I were able to meet up for a lunch and I just like let out all my venting. And she was like, girl, you're done with this. Like, I'm sorry. I know he just brought you on a vacation, but like, you're not into this. And I was like, I know. And so we come back and I just like, still though, I'm trying to convince myself that it's like not a big deal, but like he drops me off. And honestly, he was like super timid with me. Like I remember just, I, I was just, my annoyance was clear. Like our flight seats weren't together and stuff. And I, it was probably for the best. Cause I was just being a bitch. Like I'm, like I said, this story is not, I can try to make myself sound as good as possible. And like, yeah, like I said, he did some annoying things and frustrated me, but at the end of the day, it came down to like, I stayed in a situation that I was not invested in for far too long and for selfish reasons. And I am fully admitting that I'm the problem. It's me. So we get back from that trip and I honestly, I never saw him again. And it's, it's not, it wasn't intentional and it wasn't right away. Um, we were still talking, but like, basically we got back and I got COVID like right away. Um, I was sick for like a week and a half. He like, didn't have it, which was kind of crazy, but, um, a week and a half later or so, or like two weeks later, then he suddenly got it. So whether it was still all from the same thing or not, we don't know, but basically the combined about amount of us having it kept pushing back plans that we were making. Cause I was sick and then he was sick. Right. So like three weeks was passing and we like, didn't see each other because of COVID. And I was like, not mad about it and that was like when I realized that I had to end things because I was just like okay I already knew that coming out of the trip right but then moving into January I was like still like okay is this just because maybe I was like maybe I was so annoyed on this trip because New Year's like I said is makes me think of goodwill like maybe that's the problem and then you know January was like our anniversary and all this stuff and I like my like depression wave hit me again really bad you know the seasonal stuff all the things it was just not good um and so I was like maybe that's the issue again like maybe it's just that and I'm I'm putting that on him and it's actually like he is good for me like I I really wanted it to work because like I said he was a good person um but through that time it's like weeks were passing and he was telling me how much he wished he could see me and like how much of a bummer it was that we couldn't see each other from being sick. And I just like was unfazed. Um, and you know, we were talking, but at that point it's like, I still wanted to be talking to him, but every time we did, it's like, he was just, I was getting annoyed and like 
for no reason. And I was trying to just like, I was being weird. Like I texted him one day about this whole like fake scenario about raccoons attacking me in the garage. Like I was just like making shit up. There's a TikTok about it somewhere. I'll link it in the show notes. But I like made like this whole TikTok kind of like going off about this, like how I was like, well, it was like text screenshots where I was like trying to like just initiate a silly conversation. Cause I'm weird. I'm a weird person. And I was like saying all this stuff and he was like, just not having it. And eventually he's just like, I don't want to be arguing a fake scenario right now. And I was like, okay. Like it was just all right. Um, it made me really sad. Um, but I basically like had told him like, just, I was just, I was being weird. Like I was pushing all the buttons. I started just being really short. Like he had said, he had like certain catchphrases he would say to me all the time. Like he said facts as a response to everything. And so like one of the times I responded to him and I was like, I didn't, if I wanted to text a magic eight ball, I would just buy one um and like yeah like I was just like not nice like it was and I was like okay I have to end this but like part of me was just like I said still being like okay I feel bad like that I, I feel like I just like have this interpretation of him from that trip and like maybe if we went on another date like I can give him another chance and things would be fine but COVID just kept pushing it and so I eventually um decided that it was done and I like you know was gonna end it Um, and on, when I was finally feeling better, I went out and went out drinking with my friends and I was still in contact with a lot of people from the trip because like I said, they were all really cool. Um, and we got along. So I was like trying to meet up with them, even though he couldn't come out. Um, and it wasn't working out. We kept missing each other. Like they were just busy doing other things. And then we ended up being at the same bar and with that group of friends was Canada um, who I was talking to at the bar for a good part of the night. Like I said, this is one of his friends, um, close friends. Um, and we started talking about, and in that conversation, I couldn't tell you honestly how it got brought up because we were both drunk. Um, but we started talking about how, like, I initially was trying to like go home with him the night that I met everyone, um, and kind of talking about all that. And, um, that night ended up being when I did go home with Canada. So, it's kind of comes a little bit full circle to being ironic that this man's number one Spotify rap song was my ex's best friend because that became reality. Um, and I wish I could say that it was like this one thing that should have never happened again, but it, it happened again. Um, but it didn't happen again. Um, right away. Like I definitely, like I said, I had already told him, like, I wanted to have a conversation that things were done. Um, and like I said, we never were like in a committed relationship. We never, um, decided to like do that. And I ended up like, just like getting on a phone call with him and telling him all of those things. And I will say again, this is when I was a, not a good not being a good person. I was a coward. I did not tell him, but I also was like, I don't want to hurt him with this thing about his friend. I didn't want to like come between any of that. So I was honest about everything else I was feeling about the lack of chemistry, about where I was at mentally from my last relationship and all of those things. And so he was of course, super kind and super understanding. Um, I like, you know, talked to him about just all the things I'd been going through and how I was feeling, but did not include this information about his friend because I felt like that was not necessary. Right. Um, And we, you know, ended it. And he was, of course, really nice and really polite and, um, you know, wished me the best. But we were kind of like, okay, we're just going to go these separate ways. Um, And, you know, me and Canada were uh, texting still after this. Um, Once I ended things, I let him know like, hey, this is done. And like I said, we had never been in like an actual relationship. Like we had never like committed to each other. But either way, like you just like don't hook up with people's friends. And you also like as the friend, you don't do that 
more so. Um, so like, this is my like most unproud moment. Um, but I was like having all these things about like this, like I was like the initial guy that I hit on. And then like, it's like his friends that I was hitting it off with. And like, then, you know, we got in this situation where we just like ended up at the same bar this day. And I was like, okay, um, it is what it is. Um, and you know, I'm not proud of it, but I'm even less proud of where this story is going to pick up next week because, like I said, that was not the end of my Canada story. It was only the beginning. So I feel like I need like an MGK's uh, song to be like an outro for this episode would be really fitting. But basically, this is going to be the epitome of I am the problem. It's me. Um, And I also feel like this was a great example if we want to get deep in terms of like my therapist and I had a lot of talks about this was me switching into, um, very avoidant behavior. Um, when Hannah was on, we talked a lot about attachment styles and disorganized attachment. And that's actually what she recently has like switched my diagnosis to, if you want to call it that, I don't think it's a diagnosis when it's your attachment style, but, um, assessment, she, you know, what we'd always thought that I was anxiously attached, but sometimes after you go through certain traumas that can change. And, Basically, it shifts based on your needs. And this was a safety net because with this situation, I knew nothing could come of it. I knew like with the friendship and with like what I had done, like that it was not going to put me in a position to be like having any expectations. And I kind of wanted that. Like I realized I was like not in a place to be able to like be dating someone seriously, but I also like really wanted to get laid. And I also really wanted to like be spending time with someone that I was interested in. And like in one evening, even though we had been drinking, like even the hangover and stuff, I had like already opened up to this guy, like a lot more and like told him more about myself and just felt like we had more in common. Like, honestly, as things went on, like I just like politically lifestyle, religious wise, like all of the things with him made way more sense in places that like were not lining up with whiskey. And that's not because Canada was like the guy for me either, but it was just like, because that was just like something that was like filling more of a need that I had because I did have like an emotional and physical need. Like that was part of the problem is I was just not getting those needs met. And obviously the better choice would have been to continue looking for someone else that's like not involved in this whole situation, but I took what was handed to me. So, um, I will share more about Canada and how that kind of unfolded for me over the, um, many months that it did. Um, but that is where I feel like right now is enough of an off factor because like I said, this episode is already like really hard for me to record because I am an asshole. Like I'm just throwing it out there. I was an asshole. And so I have spent most of this year as like the things that I've gone through the last few months still feeling like maybe that's my own karmic retribution. Um, but the reality is and here's what's ha- here's what happens and here's what sucks. My little 21 year old brother gave me a lecture about this the other day. He said, I'm really tired of shitty guys out there hurting nice girls and then those nice girls turning into shitty girls and hurting the nice guys and then those nice guys then turn into shitty guys because they got hurt and then they start hurting shitty girls or uh, nice girls and it's this like loop right so he's like basically it's the epitome of that like hurt people hurt people and so my lesson from all this is like that is not the answer. It doesn't solve anything, but it is just like a fucking human nature thing to do. We all get jaded and then we just like move on to something else and we can rationalize it and spin it however we want. And I can talk about how this guy like had his own flaws and how he wasn't for me, but like he did not deserve my behavior and he did not deserve his friend's behavior. They're still friends. He doesn't know unless they listen to this podcast in which I'm so sorry, <laughs> but to be fair, 
I did tell Canada in like May that I was creating this podcast and that he should be concerned and he laughed about it. So he had a chance. He had many chances. I actually said that we should tell um, on ourselves at some point. Um, and there was a lot of ways we could have done it gracefully. And now it's just over. Maybe it's not a big deal. I honestly don't think whiskey was like in love with me. I think it would have been fine then, but we did what we did. And if I'm going to be on this podcast outing men and telling them that they need to own their shit and take accountability and being like, if you didn't want me to talk about it, maybe you shouldn't do bad shit. Then I need to do that to myself, right? Like I have to take accountability and I have to own mistakes in my own life and say, you know, that if I didn't want them to be talked about and don't want people to know about it, then I guess I shouldn't have done it, but I did. And uh, yeah, honestly, it brought me some really funny stories moving forward, even though the humor is not worth the pain. Um, let me tell you, the situation with Canada had some had some good moments. So we will pick up there. And I hope you all keep listening and don't hate me and think I'm just like a shitty person now. But even if you do, sometimes when people hate you, it gets you even more clicks and views. So <laughs> we're just going to take it as a good thing. And on that note, please leave me a rating unless it's about how shitty I am. And please leave me a review unless it's about how shitty I am. <laughs> so I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving um, and are getting ready for an awesome Christmas time. We will be back uh, soon.